Hi everyone, this is Kavita, Certified Empowerment Coach and Hypnotherapist, and you are listening to the Enlightened Heart Podcast, where we explore topics that empower HSPs and empaths to go from surviving to thriving in the world. I use my years of coaching, my personal experience, and my training to provide deep insights and implementable strategies to help you thrive. Hello, everyone. Today, I am here with Kristen. And Kristen Cassell is a theologian, professional coach, medium, writer, and facilitator, specializing in body and somatic education, the mind-body-spirit connection, and blending unique aspects of Ignatian spirituality, divine feminine, intuition, and the chakras. She also includes how the process of how to live a thriving life through discovering your soul compass. She creates safe, sacred space for spiritual discovery, embodied wisdom, and intuitive guidance for the crossroads of life. Her 25 plus years as a trained dancer, along with her Master of Arts in Theology, specializing in comparative theology and spirituality, is where she has honed her creative expression, voice, dedication, and artistic mastery. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you, Kavita. I'm happy to be here and excited for the opportunity to speak with you. Yay, yes, I'm so excited that we, we could do this, right? So, yeah. um, so we've known each other for I don't know how many years now. But I wanted to start by saying, and, uh, you know, like I asked my guests if they consider themselves empaths and or highly sensitive people. And if they do, how did they learn that they were in that category? I'd love to start with that part of your story. Yes, I'm happy to start there. And uh, yes, I do consider myself highly sensitive and an empath. I've also recently had an insight that there are times where I wouldn't necessarily consider myself that, and I can go more in depth later about how I've come to that realization. But when I first found out about being highly sensitive and an empath was probably around the time I met you. (laughs) I'm trying to think, maybe it's been six, seven years Yeah, it's been a while. I don't remember exactly, but yes. I don't either. I had been, I'd been going through a rough patch, something that had continued from some loss years prior. And I wanted to just learn more about myself. And there were things that I couldn't necessarily understand about who I was. And when I would have certain sensitivities like to sound or light. And that didn't always resonate with other people. I always thought, you know, something's wrong with me. And I honestly trying to think how I actually first came across the highly sensitive term. It might've been through Heather Dominic and the highly sensitive business coaching program that she runs. And I know that's where we met. Yeah. So that, 
I think really just opened my eyes up to say, okay, it's not just me. And I have people that I can relate to and say like, oh, I can't always like big crowds are too much or this person chews this way and it's like nails on a chalkboard. (laughs) And then also recognizing what the strengths are because I hadn't always named the strengths. It was more of this is what's wrong with me. How do I need to fix myself? But being able to have highly sensitive and empath as an identity, have some language to put to the things I was feeling and to also start honoring and really acknowledging my gifts and strengths, especially intuition. And how can I really use my empath self in a um, supportive and transformative way for not just myself, but for others? Yeah. So, so you started to notice first with the external, right? That your senses were overloaded in different ways and that some of the people around you didn't feel the same way. And so then automatically, right, what's wrong with me? That's uh, the wounding of a lot of HSPs and empaths, right? So, and then you wanting to learn more about yourself and then sharing that gift, right? Sharing what you've learned with the world. So from there, you know, when I met you in the program and we ended up actually being roommates. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's wonderful. Yeah, which was great. <laughs> what what transpired for you next? So you figured out through um, Heather and maybe saw her somewhere and was was part of that program, and then some other awakening happened. Tell us what happened next. Yes, from there, I really found a sense of community and support to help me transition from. Seattle, which is where I was living. And I really recognized that I wasn't happy there and that I really needed the sun in my life. (laughs) And I also knew that there was something within me I was missing and I hadn't quite figured out what that was yet. At that point, I was also in a relationship that was ending and I knew that it was just time for me to go, that it was a closing of a chapter and starting a new one. So I found that I really wanted to honor the intuitive, spiritual, relational aspects of being highly sensitive and an empath. And so recognizing that I did move from Seattle to San Diego where I spent some time discerning, reflecting what I wanted to do next and how I could really have a big impact in the world, how I really wanted to support others. But I knew there was something within me that I still needed to find. And um, from there, I was at the Los Angeles Religious Education Congress Um, My background is Catholicism, and it's a big event that I've attended for the past 11 years where I would do embodied prayer or in like dancing prayer. It's a really amazing space of, I believe, 30,000 people come, and they have a meditation room and just different prayer services and different workshops. So I remember at one of the workshops, I 
was listening to a nun and she had us do a visualization. And in the middle of the visualization, I heard, get up, it's time to leave. I'm looking around and everyone is still, their eyes are closed in meditation. And I got up and left. And I remember walking out of the building and stopping and saying, Spirit, where would you have me go next? And again, I was pointed in a certain direction to, there's a huge exhibit hall where they have all sorts of vendors. And I remember walking around and I ran into a woman at the Loyola Marymount University booth. And she was part of the graduate theology program. And I immediately knew that's where I was supposed to be. And I ended up having an amazing conversation that, again, really directed my life to then getting my master's of arts in theology and moving to LA. Uh, Moving to Los Angeles was one of the last places I ever thought I would live. So I'm always amazed at the intuitive, spiritual, deep feeling aspects of being highly sensitive and an empath because we believe that when we're really slowed down, we can pay attention to that calling and those nudgings to help us move forward in our lives and find the things that we've been searching for. Yes. So, you know, so many gems, I guess, of wisdom in what you shared, right? About following your intuitive guidance and your intuition. But you wouldn't be able to follow that if you didn't have some kind of meditation practice or something to be able to be in touch with that intuitive guidance, right? I'm making an assumption, but I'm assuming you have something that was keeping you connected spiritually to divine and to yourself. Yes. And sometimes the intuition tells us things that seems kind of like, really, you want me to leave and get up in the middle of this meditation while everybody else is meditating? Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like, what? You really want me to do that? But you followed it and then you followed it to the next steps, right? And it's really just about that. Like, What is my next step here? Where do you want me to go? Exactly. And I've really learned, and it's still something I continue to practice, is that I believe sometimes we want to see the whole picture of like, what does this mean? And why am I doing this? But I fully believe that it's more about taking that one step and then slowing down, listening, tuning in, and then taking the next step. And for me, I have this image of Jesus or Mary placing a stone in front of me and saying, okay, now step, and this is where I need you to go. And then when I move to that next step, it's, okay, no, you need to wait. Like I haven't laid the next stone. And that waiting period can be so challenging, especially if there's so much unknown. But I have learned, and I'm still learning, that there's so many gifts in that liminal space, the space in between. And for me, it's been cultivating that deeper relationship with the divine and an even deeper relationship with myself. You mentioned having a practice. I have several, but 
the one that I always go to comes from Ignatian spirituality. And it's all about finding God in all things. And so at the end of the day, it's slowing down, breathing, being grateful for one or two things from that day. And then there's several different ways that you could go into contemplation or discernment. And actually, this would be a wonderful tool and resource that I'd be happy to share. Um, There's an app for this that people could use. And it's very, I want to say inclusive. So if someone doesn't resonate with Christian languaging, it's pretty inclusive. But yeah, the first step is being grateful. The second step is really looking at where was I challenged today? Where was something that was really good? And if I go into the challenging piece, why was it challenging? What did my emotions bring up for me? Where was God spirit in this? And how could I maybe make a different choice tomorrow? And then really acknowledging and honoring the places where I felt most alive, knowing that how can I incorporate that more into my life? Yeah, so it sounds beautiful, uh, this practice that you, you know, so what would you call this? It's called, it comes from Ignatian spirituality, St. Mm-hmm. Ignatius of Loyola. But he uh, he's a very fascinating person, mystic. Uh, I tend to only resonate with a few male figures from the Catholic Church. I generally gravitate more towards the women and divine feminine. But he uh, he was a warrior, and he was all about war, pleasing his king. And he actually suffered a really catastrophic injury that didn't allow him to be a soldier anymore. And so during his recovery time, they didn't have many books, but the books that they did have was um, the Bible and the book on saints. And he started reading that and he decided that he wanted to be a warrior for Christ. Um, I'm using his language right now, but his journey took him to a lot of different places. He left behind his wealth and he really found that God was out in the world and that the world was education for him. And during this time out, he cultivated this practice called the examine. So it's a daily examination of yourself, um, consciousness. And then he has a few other practices that have been reinterpreted. Sounds okay. So this I've not heard of. So it's always amazing when I get to talk with uh, people like you and, and learn some new things. Right. And so, you know, my spiritual belief is I, I, I love all spirituality. Same. basically. <laughs> so I'd love to share, you know, you said there's an app or something, so that'll be available. I'll, I'll put the description or the, or link in the show notes okay. for that. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be great for some some of the listeners resonate with what you're sharing, and um, 
So you went on this journey and you moved to Los Angeles. You enrolled in this program, which you finished, right? Which I did. People that listen, yes. And then <laughs> you are now. I am now coaching and doing spiritual mentorship. I love supporting people when they are at a crossroads, when they are in a space of transition, when they've recognized that what they've been doing isn't working anymore, that they're not happy, that relationships are starting to fall apart, um, or they find themselves wanting something completely different. Those are pieces of my own story that I resonate. And it is such a joy for me to be with someone on their journey of transformation. And um, I call it accompaniment. I'm accompanying them on this journey, not necessarily as a full guide at times I am, but I really try to draw out their own inner wisdom because I, truly believe that's where our growth happens and our authenticity. And it's where we find our own internal self-value is when we can come from our own hearts. But I also know that we always need others to kind of support and guide and even at times call us out to say, oh, let's relook at this. I'm hearing some resistance or you know, you skipped over this really quickly. So I know I mm -hmm. went kind of on a tangent here, but that's what I'm doing now. Really supporting yeah, no, people. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, so that the crossroads piece, right? When someone is on this in between, I think I've, I've heard it described as the in between, right? Mm -hmm. So you're in between what you know you need to do and maybe the the next step is clear and maybe it's not and so you know they that is something that you can accompany them on this journey mm -hmm. yeah it's a fascinating place to be and i do think we need people to be with us in the unknown space someone who's willing to be just there, not necessarily give advice or say, this is what I think you should do. But for that person, coaching, supporting, mentoring to say, I'm okay with it being uncomfortable and that you don't know, let's, let's do an experiment. Let's try different things. Or we can really, I keep saying slowing down, but connect back in with your intuition, connect back in with your heart. And so I guide people in how to do that as well. And so connecting back in that intuition, right, which we started talking about in the mm -hmm. beginning of this podcast, right, that how that knowing and following the intuition is the way, right, and not knowing maybe the full picture, we can get stuck on wanting to know everything, Right. Often my, I can catch myself or clients. They're like, oh, well, but if I do this, then what's going to happen? Well, we yep. don't actually know. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, <laughs> we can spend a lot of time guessing. Right. And mm -hmm. instead it's that, okay, this is the next step. And I'm going to trust yes. that the, the following step is, will be revealed to me at, if I pay attention. Right. It's not about just like, oh, I'm just going to do this. And then I'm going to hide in my house. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
<laughs> no, but it's, it's about that, that trusting. So it's, it's, there are not a lot of people that are able to sit with people that, when they're in that space, right. Yeah. Of that discomfort of not knowing and not wanting to rush it. Exactly. And even in my own life, I, I'm like, oh no, I need to like, what's next? What's next? And this again, okay, slow down. It's okay. Everything's okay. But with clients, and again, what I've recognized is that space in between, you learn a lot about who you are. And who knows how long that space will be. It could be um, months, it could be a day, we've all just experienced a whole year of <laughs> unknown and being uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's the thing we don't know. Yeah, we don't. And for me, it's, again, just being willing to be with others, be with myself in that space and being honest to say, wow, today I am really wanting to move forward. I'm feeling this energy and just acknowledging day by day where you're at, I think is helpful in that in-between space. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you mentioned that there's three areas, right? I think that there were shadow, somatic, and spiritual. Can you tell me more about that? Sure. Those are the places that the areas I uh, work in shadow being mm -hmm. shadow our shadow selves. And I believe in integrating that because it it's us. And when we can acknowledge our humanity, our flaws, our imperfections, then we can make different choices I believe we can show up with more compassion and empathy for others. So that's one area and I'll come back to it. But somatic is also important to me because it's about the body and knowing that our mind and our bodies are so interconnected. Our bodies hold memories and feelings, patterns. Uh, there's a quote from Martha Graham, a famous dancer and choreographer, and she said, the body never lies. And I fully honor that because we can tune into our bodies and see where there's stuck energy, where there's old beliefs or resentments that are possibly causing some physical ailments. Um, so that's another aspect is learning more about the body, tuning into it. What does it need? How can I support it? And what is it holding? And then the spiritual piece has been one of the most important parts of my life. And I find that the clients I work with are always drawn to that as well, whether it's deepening their intuition, learning how does the spiritual world connect or communicate with them individually. A lot of my clients come from a religious background and are wanting to open up more to the spiritual realm that maybe they didn't feel comfortable with before mm -hmm. in other settings. Yeah, so amazing work that you're doing. And thanks for sharing a little bit about that. Yeah. So I want to go back a little bit 
So, you know, we go back to when we talked about, you know, figuring out that you're an empath and you're a highly sensitive person. And then you talked about, you know, each, each, some of the steps you took, of course, that was an abbreviated version, right. Of your entire journey. (laughs) Um, You know, some of the, the key steps that you took. And then in the conversation we had recently about your realization that is where it can get in the way, right? In the mindset about being a highly mm-hmm. sensitive person. So can you tell me more about that? Yes. So I'm, as you were sharing that and reminding me, I was reminded of another mystic who saw identities and characteristics as having two sides. You could have the shadow side and then the strength side. And for me, what the insight that I have and that I've been experiencing is that the shadow side of being highly sensitive or empath happens when I use those identities to blame what's happening in my life or when I use them to stay or be a victim and then stay in that rather than finding a way out. So there have been times where I've used them to escape my life and not take action or move forward. I've used them as something that's limiting rather than empowering to move me forward. And I know in our recent conversation, you were sharing that you've recognized that too, in some ways. Yes, because it can be easy, right? To say, oh, well, I can't do that because I'm an HSP. I can't do that because I'm empathic and I couldn't handle it, right? And stopping yourself and using it as an excuse instead of this is part of who I am, right? This is part of a temperament and I can use this to my advantage, which you are using the strengths part when you talk about your work, clients in your own life that is using the strengths of being an HSP and empath, right? It's a perfect example of that. And also you can push a little bit, push yourself beyond what your comfort zone. That's how change happens, right? So an example in your story would be moving to Los Angeles, right? Something you never thought you would do. (laughs) And that is when you weren't saying, oh no, I'm highly sensitive. I can't live in Los Angeles. Exactly. Because I could have very easily said that, but I, I knew that what I really wanted, what my heart was calling me to was to be at the school that's right in the middle of the city and it's crazy and the traffic is insane. I, (laughs) 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 I also learned from that the importance of caring for myself that when I wasn't caring for myself, I would notice those more of those sensitivities come up and it started to become and has become a way for me to check myself to say, oh, I haven't been caring for myself. The, it's like the sensitive, sensitivities become heightened. And it, what I'm learning again is that it's now a 
an alert to say, you need to care for yourself. Go take a bath, take some time to reflect and do meditation or contemplative practice. Have I stretched recently? Just all the things I know I need to do to care for myself to stay in the strengths and not on the shadow side. Yeah. So that's really key. Some great insights there, right? So first it's that idea that if your intuitive guidance is calling you, if you're being called to take a path and you will stop yourself because you're using this as an excuse, your temperament as an excuse, then it's time to really ask yourself, right? Is this something that I'm really wanting to take the step and move forward? Mm-hmm. And then the regulation, the nervous system piece, right? So when our nervous system is taxed, yeah. that's when we notice like, you know, the chewing. It's funny, the example you gave, mm-hmm. I can't, I don't like the sound of chewing either. But know. you know, when I'm with someone that is chewing really loudly, if my nervous system has been taxed, it feels so much worse, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and if I've been taking care of myself and doing the things I know I need to do that downregulate my nervous system, then it's like, oh, that's kind of annoying, right? And I can move on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's, that, yes. it's about that piece, about that balance <laughs> of, yes, I'm going to move forward. Yes, I'm going to take the steps that I need to for my journey, in this world. And I'm going to, because I know this is my temperament, make sure I take care of myself and do the things I need to do. And the body, right? The body will tell you. Oh yeah, Yeah. definitely. (laughs) So much much so. so. The senses. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So great insights. I'm so, I'm sure the listeners are receiving so much. And so I wanted to ask you then about some more resources. You've already shared so many resources, but I asked my guests for the segment called the resource reveal. And you mentioned the app, right? Which we will have, but what other resources would you like to share resource or resources? Sure. Definitely the app. I thought of another book that would go along and a little more in depth in Ignatian spirituality called Inner Compass. And that is by Margaret Silf. The other two resources, you can tell I love books. The other one is called The Dance of the Dissident Daughter, A Woman's Journey from Christian Tradition to the Sacred Feminine by Sue Monk Kidd. She's the author of The Secret Life of Bees. That was a book that I read at the beginning of grad school uh, that really, again, helped give words to what I had felt internally and within my own being that I didn't have before. And it showed me a woman's journey from her very fundamental Christian background, discovering the sacred feminine and exploring what that was for her what it meant and then being able to blend the two and it resonates with my own journey as well so if listeners come from a more religious background they might be interested in her own journey back to what i call her own heart and the other one is actually from a colleague and friend of mine named dr darnice martin 
She's a theologian and her book, 40 something, 10 radical lessons for women on how to live and love without losing themselves has been incredibly helpful in my own life, especially when I'm in relationship to look at how do I stay connected to myself and not lose myself in the relationship, which I certainly have done. And I know that's a theme with some of my clients as well. It's yeah, untangling from codependency. Yes, that is a theme, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> and so great resources. And I'll have the names of those books and the links, uh, whatever I can find available in the show <laughs> notes. So thank you for sharing those wonderful resources. And then if people want to find you, tell the listeners how they can find Kristen and be in touch with you. Yes, I'd be happy to. So my website is wonderful. It's kristenkissel.com. There's a dash in between. And I also have an Instagram page where I post readings once in a while, quotes, and that's a great place for people if they'd like to contact me directly. They can certainly DM me or on my website. Uh, They're welcome to submit a form and that'll go straight to my email. And I'd be happy to have a conversation if someone is interested. Great. Yes. So I'll have, again, those links available and so people can get in touch with you. Thank you so much for showing up and being so authentic here. And I'm sure that there will be people listening that are benefiting. I'm happy to be here as well, Kavita. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you for joining us for the Enlightened Heart Podcast, where we focus on issues that are relevant to support highly sensitive people and empaths to thrive in this world instead of just surviving. I created this podcast to support people like you and me. So if you are called, please take a moment to write a review because you are truly appreciated as a listener and I would love to be able to share this knowledge with others. Your review is like an invitation for others to join you. Until next time, take good care.